Welcome to Real Health, Real People. I'm Heather Crawford. And I'm Sarah Frappier. And we're here to talk about real health for real people. Is it over? Yay. This is Real Health, Real People. I'm Heather. I'm Sarah. And we're here to talk about real health. For real people. (laughs) (laughs) Considering that just said it in the theme song, too. We just wanted to repeat, just so you're extra, extra sure you know what you're listening to. Right. We don't want anybody to be unaware. About what you're getting into. They think they're going to hear something about shoes. (laughs) Really? I thought we were going to hear all about some shoes today. We can talk about shoes. Because it's gorgeous outside and we don't need to wear any. I know. We could flip flop it around. Mm Mm-hmm. In the middle of the gorgeous weather. <laughs> <laughs> Look how perfect your cat is sitting, though. Yeah, she's she's just sitting there looking pretty. <laughs> I don't know what she's staring at, though. She's, no, she's literally not looking staring outside. at the back of the chair. <laughs> Weirdo. Cats are weird. Yeah, just like us. Weird like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> is that a saying? Is that a thing? Probably not. All right, so... You want to just dive on into this shiznass? Yeah, <laughs> since we have nothing else to say today, apparently. We got nothing. We got people. nothing. We got nothing for you. <laughs> we clearly did not put our entertainment hats on. Oh, I think it's because we spent like all day outside and now we are just like mm, warm and sunny. Had that sunshine on our skin, fried our brains. <laughs> um... Yeah, so speaking of frying your brain, (laughs) (laughs) I guess this doesn't really fry your brain. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Do you remember that commercial? Yeah, and it was an egg in a frying pan. Yeah, Like, we're taking it back to the 80s, lady. Mm -hmm. They were trying to scare us into just saying no. Just say no. I guess this could be another just say no moment. We're talking about... Vaping. Vaping. Those e-cigs. Which is, I guess, also related to smoking, which definitely we all know, just say no to smoking. Cigarettes. You know, it blows me away. It seriously blows me away to still see, like, new smokers, like teenagers, because they're like, they have all the knowledge of how bad it is, and they still go, but it makes me look cool. Yeah. It blows me away. You know, but think about all the stupid things we did that we knew we weren't supposed to do. And we did it anyway just to look cool. It is true. We're young. When you're young and dumb, (laughs) it just, you think nothing can touch you. You can just do whatever you want and have no consequences. It's true. But then when you've been smoking for 40 years, maybe you decide to quit. (laughs) And then we're going to talk about how some people do that. Yes. And vaping, which is an industry that has seen ridiculous, ridiculous growth. Oh my gosh! Yes. Over the past three years, it's gone from like one point seven billion to three point five billion dollar industry just from two thousand thirteen to two thousand fifteen, and it is expected to hit the five billion dollar mark by the end of this year. That is crazy. I know. And how many times do you drive down and you see all these new vape shops popping They're up everywhere, all over the everywhere? Street? I know. Well, this one says at least one in five smokers has tried e-cigarettes and 10% of U.S. high school students, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control. That have tried Mm e-cigs or vaporizers, if you will. So in case you don't know what a vape or a vaporizer is, it's kind of, it's got a mouthpiece, a battery, a cartridge, and an atomizer or cartomizer. 
and basically it contains like an e-liquid or e-juice and the atomizer acts as a heating element and it's like a thin metal coil that heats with power generated by the battery and so when you take a drag on the mouthpiece the battery heats the coil which then there's like a wick that absorbs the e-liquid and it gets hotter than the boiling point of the e-liquid and naturally turns it into vapor and then the vapors inhaled by the user reaches the lungs and is exhaled and it's the juice that you put in there has usually nicotine and various flavorings right and carrier oils it sounds really complicated too, that process. <laughs> I know. Well, I know people that and vape. And such a tiny little thing. Well, and some of them are huge. I don't know if you've seen these vape seen mods, the like the mod the mods. They're like they look like giant boxes even sometimes. They're like and then they have oh. the like mouthpiece that comes off the top. And they have all these intricate coils and it's like its own subculture mm-hmm. too because you go into the vape shops and they have like chairs where you can lounge right. around and smoke your vape they even have like vape what i don't want to call them festival like conventions oh and they do contests like who can blow the biggest <laughs> vape cloud Sweet. Or who can blow like okay that that might make you look cool vape smoke rings <laughs> and it's funny because when you go into the shops I was talking about this with someone the other day it's all like the same style people like they're like the our generation skaters but they're right. like our age and they're like just <laughs> holding on to that it's cool. that generation X man like we gotta yeah. stay cool we yeah stay and this cool. is how we're doing it we're yeah. gauging our ears out and we're getting into vape mods. <laughs> That is what totally. we're doing to yes. stay hip and relevant in the world. <laughs> Opening vape shops and gauging our ears. This is That's so how we hold on to our youth, apparently. <laughs> Well, I think speaking of like being able to smoke in the vape shop, I think that's one of the biggest draws is that in most places you can just smoke anywhere, the vapes. Yeah, well, because right now, and I was looking at that in terms of laws, there aren't a lot of laws about not vaping like there right. are with smoking. Like there so are like a with lot of places. Smokers have to stand outside in the cold if they go to a restaurant, but vapors can I mean not just sit at the table usually, but they don't have to go outside. Right. I think and really it's kind of one of those things like especially now, like people will vape unless they're told to to not. Yeah. Like if they're in a store or in a mall or really anywhere, like in a public park. Mm-hmm. Um, because the vape doesn't smell like, it doesn't have the odor that cigarettes have. No, it smells delicious. Yeah. Some of them smell like custard or fruit. Yeah. Or chocolate. Bubble gum. They have all different kinds of flavors that are named really weird, but (laughs) they have like, you know, like unicorn farts and... I'm serious, like, they have the weirdest because names. Because who doesn't want to ingest unicorn yeah, farts? Yeah, right? It gives you magical powers. <laughs> I don't know. But they're all in these little shops. They're all, like, I think they're privately owned. I think some are franchised. Yeah. But they make their own vape juice. Like, oh. I actually have no people, like, that are friends of mine that make their own vape juice. And they make their own flavors. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, market it and sell it to their friends and stuff. So it's like its own thing. little culture. and um, But vaping actually, people think it's like a recent thing, but it actually dates back to like 500 BC when people would throw herbs and various weeds onto hot rocks and it would create a vapor and they would inhale the vapor. And then even then... We should to, have tried that. I know, just like throwing... Oh. 
stuff on rocks, hot rocks. Yeah. And, and then just, just like, breathing. Well, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, I guess. Like, people throw, what, eucalyptus on in steam yeah. rooms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get the vapor that way. Mm-hmm. And then also hookahs. Yes. Is also vaping. So, you know, they have those hookah oh, bars. the bars are everywhere. And those date back all the way to, like, 1500s AD. Yeah, I mean, I just, like, in my mind, I picture just a bunch of people sitting around, and they've got, they're, like, passing around this little, it looks like a snake charmer in my head, like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> With the little, the end. Yeah, the and, end, and, like, yeah, puffing and passing. I've been to a hookah bar one time. And it, too, it smelled good. It was, I think we got, like, grape flavor or something. Oh, grape was the best flavor And I've then it, you just, like, taste grape, and then you cough, because I'm... A non-smoker right. and everyone's like you you pansy and i'm like i can't i can't because it was just too much for my little lungs to handle right but it's definitely a social thing mm-hmm. but the the new modern style vapes were started in about the 1960s but then yeah it's really in like the 2000s yeah, it's just really blown that up. they've just like become huge and i think partly because like what we were saying with all of the knowledge there is out there about, about smoking, smoking like- and how harmful it is, and this, that, and the other. Because what really keeps you hooked to smoking, one, is the actual, like, mechanical movement of, right. like, the smoking portion. It's not just necessarily the nicotine, mm-hmm. which is what's in the cigarettes that people get Yeah, it's the actual to. habit of holding the cigarette and just the inhalation. Right. And a lot of people that like that ritual of smoking or, like, whether it be in their car or wanting to take breaks or whatever, right. they want to... They found, like, quote-unquote, a healthier way in an alternative versus smoking. Right. Well, and that's that's what we really want to look at today. Like, is it is it healthy? Is it a healthy option for people? Right. Um, and if compared to smoking, uh, the public health in England has found vaping is at least 95% safer than smoking. Absolutely. And they're many, many times less harmful than traditional tobacco cigarettes and can help smokers quit. This was by the American Heart Association. The Royal College of Physicians has said proven advantages of vaping outweigh potential harms. And the first genuinely new way of helping people quit smoking that they have seen in many, many years. And the Spanish Council of Scientific Research said exhaled vapor has less volatile organic compounds than normal exhaled breath, let alone exhaled smoke. So it sounds promising. So all of this has, I think, drawn people to Mm -hmm. this vape culture. Well, and it's obviously marketed as a safer alternative. Alternative, right. Right. So it's kind of the lesser of evils. Right. But again, the key being lesser Lesser. of, because Mm -hmm. what are the actual effects of actual smoking so just because it is maybe healthier than smoking which has been proven in a number of different studies like a number of different things have said that it is better than smoking well i was showing you i'll have to post it on our our site when we do this episode but the list of just ingredients in a regular cigarette was a full page printed single spaced really small print (laughs) and then you know the ingredients in the e-cigarette was a very short list so just right there yeah that what's actually in the juice right and really the main thing being the nicotine Mm -hmm. um so we actually interviewed some vapors some people that vape um with just a few questions about 
how long they've been vaping and and etc. So if you wanna, do you wanna go over? Yeah, I I interviewed one of my female friends who um actually has only been vaping for about a year. But she did start vaping um, because she was trying to quit smoking. So she'd been a long-term smoker um, of like a pack a day long-term smoker. So obviously this, this was something that she wanted to stop doing. And so she wanted to switch to vaping because she still really craved, like you were saying, not just the cigarette itself, but the act, the act of the smoking, having something in her hand. And she said she did feel like vaping was healthier and um, that she buys... Ones that say that they just have natural flavors and vegetable glycerin. 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 So she felt like she knew what was in it versus not knowing what's in her cigarette. And also, um, I said, so how do you feel different? You know, obviously, when you quit smoking a pack a day, I think you'll feel different. But she said she absolutely feels better. She has more energy and she doesn't have that smoker's cough anymore. So that's exciting. Um, And she said, oh, I asked her if she thought there were any health risks to vaping and she said that she's sure that there's probably some but she didn't know about them and then I asked you know did she intend to quit vaping or was this like a long-term thing that she felt like she could do and she said she would probably quit at some point but she wasn't really feeling it right now so yeah so as like for me um I wanted to ask that question because it is marketed to help you quit smoking, but then, you know, obviously they want to keep you as lifelong customers right, as well. Right, because it is still a business. Right. But she did start, so with the um, the vaping, you can control the amount of nicotine that's in it. Right. So there's levels like 12, 6, 3, and 0. So she started with 12 when she first Milligrams. quit smoking. Yes. And now she's down to 3. So she has, you has know, tapered her nic- And that's nicotine level. Right. So, yeah, I interviewed Ben, who he's the one that recorded our lovely intro song. Yay, Ben! Um, And he's also been vaping about one and a half to two years. And he was a heavy smoker for about 12 years with a two-year period in there that he had quit. Um, And he still occasionally will have a cigarette, like on a lock car trip, he says. Um, And he heard that vaping was healthier, so he switched. And he also wanted me to quote him directly on this. Because he also wanted to be able to shoot out large clouds of vapor like a dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, who wouldn't? He said he wanted to blow smoke like a dragon. (laughs) And I said, do you think vaping vaping is healthier than cigarette smoking? Was a yes. And I said, do you feel any different now? He said, it's hard to remember what it felt like smoking, but I feel like my cardiovascular health has improved. He doesn't struggle as much with walking and up and down stairs right. and it takes more to get out of breath than it used to mm-hmm. so there has been improvement there and when asked if there's he thinks there's health risks um he said at this point i'm not sure but he has heard it puts at higher risk for pneumonia or it can mm-hmm. lower efficiency of the alveoli in the lungs so i don't think it's perfectly healthy but would definitely choose it over smoking and if asked if he planned on quitting he said yes yeah but no timeline was provided. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it seems pretty consistent with people definitely think, oh, definitely a healthy alternative, Mm -hmm. and it's certainly how it's marketed. Right. And they do state some health benefits. Like it's actually, you know, it said said her health, her cough improved. Right. It said that his cardiovascular improved, um, took longer to get out of breath. So, I mean, there do seem to be some advantages definitely from switching from smoking to vaping. Yes, yes. In actually 2016, 
May, specifically, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration announced its authority to regulate tobacco products will now extend to include e-cigarettes. Mm. So they now are actually being regulated by the FDA. Mm-hmm. Um, and that all those devices will also be regulated. And that the new rules actually took effect just this past August, 2016. And the, the sale of these products has been banned to people under the age of 18, both in stores and online. Hmm. So that is actually a new development within the past, like, right six months, even. So that raises questions for me, because if you shouldn't have it under the age of 18, yeah. there's got to be something that's not good about it. And I think, um, specifically, that's probably due to the nicotine. Right. Because, I mean, time and time again, nicotine has been proven to, one be extremely addictive mm-hmm. to, I mean, lead to any number of uh, cancers. I mean, we're talking lung cancer being the biggest one, especially if you're inhaling the nicotine. You're looking at what other kind of cancers? Breast cancer, pancreatic cancer, gastrointestinal cancers, um, effects on metabolism, increasing risk of diabetes, and heart disease, yeah. Heart disease, gestational, so you can create problems for your pregnancy. Right. So, well, and that's something that um, I found too online. There's not a specific study yet on in vitro um, how it affects the fetus when you're vaping. So, that was something that one of the scientists was saying that they were starting the study, but they hadn't gotten very far yet. So, yeah, so a lot of what I looked at. Um, in terms of specific e-cigarette, e-cigarette or vaping studies, there have not been a lot, and especially with right. long-term use because it's just now becoming a huge thing, there haven't been really any long-term chronic studies. And we talk about that, how they can approve stuff now because they don't have any proof. Right. But it's only like right now with acute doses but like we don't know what the effects would be if you've been vaping for 10 15 20 years Mm -hmm. down the road and we're going to obviously find that out in 10 15 20 years after they've done all these studies what actually can happen as a result of vaping so right now it's kind of one of those use at your own risk type of a thing because we don't know what exactly is happening you know going back to the nicotine like there, this study that I was reading in the American Journal of Preventative Medicine, um, they were saying there's reasons to worry. First of all, because the dose of nicotine delivered in each puff may vary substantially. In each puff from in the same vaporizer? Oh, okay. Right. So um, an FDA analysis recorded um, nicotine doses between 26.8 and 43.2 micrograms. That's not milligrams, but micrograms per mm-hmm. puff. So that's like a really big range. Yeah. And it also detected nicotine in products labeled as nicotine free. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, there's that. <laughs> yeah, so nicotine in products labeled as nicotine free. I wonder how that works. And then because probably because they weren't regulated for, you know, a while. Yeah. And cuz they just now, now are starting to yes. be regulated. But it also said that it it can deliver an array of other chemicals including I wanted to say I told Sarah I hope I get to say this word. And do it correctly. Diethylene glycol. Nice. I think that's right. Anyway, that's a highly tox- toxic substance. Various nitrosamines, 
which are carcinogens that are also found in tobacco, and at least four other chemicals that are suspected of being harmful to humans. Now, that's not proven, but, you know, the, it's not zero. You know, the dose of these compounds is generally s smaller, obviously, than found in a real cigarette, but it's not zero. Um, and another thing they said, this one I just thought was cute, because they said they wanted to, um, you know, study, like, the younger users, because especially ones that had never smoked in the past, um, would it would by simulating this act of smoking make them more, you know, like the gateway drug, the more susceptible to start smoking. Oh, well, and I actually found research on that where they found that anywhere from 70 to 90% of e-cig users are dual users, meaning they continue to, to smoke regular cigarettes mm -hmm. after they begin vaping. And um, Well, and I've seen that too because... It, just for the convenience factor of if you don't have to go outside, you can still get that hit of nicotine. Yeah. You know, in, in and actually about 30% less likely to stop smoking than people attempt to quit smoking without turning to vaping. Hmm. So while it's being promoted, right, there is actually a population of people that it actually makes them hard. It makes it harder for them to quit smoking. Mm -hmm. And it probably has something to do with, um, you can get higher levels of nicotine through vaping right. than conventional smoking, depending on that level like you were talking about with however right. much, with how much nicotine is in your vape juice or your e-juice or whatever you well, want to call it. Well, each time you puff, you know, you're not sucking in probably the same, you know, length of time or amount of vapor, so it just always varies. Yeah. And where do you know if you're reaching that unsafe that level? That threshold. Right. Probably when you get a head rush and have to lay down. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I, would, I was talking to a guy in a vape shop, and he said that they had one that had like 25 milligram mm. in the Ejos or whatever, and he said his friend hit it, immediately started coughing and had to go lay down because oh, he got gosh. like an extreme head rush from yeah. all of that nicotine at one time. Yeah. So definitely just... I think I would probably throw up. Yeah. I feel like that would give me make me nauseous or yeah. something. Because I know when I was young and thought I was being cool and I smoked a cigarette, it used to always make me nauseous. Yeah, puking. Yeah, just made me Whoa. real gross. Thankfully, I was never a chronic smoker. That is one vice I managed to right. escape <laughs> in life. <laughs> just one. That's the only one. Just one. <laughs> just one. <laughs> um, but they did, there are studies that, observed the physiologic effects with acute exposure because again we don't mm -hmm. necessarily have that chronic right. long-term exposure um, but they included mouth and throat irritation a dry cough and initial use though complaints decreased with continuing right, use right. I guess you get kind of used to it kind of like with smoking mm -hmm. the first time like you said you smoke a cigarette right. you cough your lungs out um, they didn't notice change in heart rate carbon monoxide levels or plasma nicotine levels mm -hmm. There was a decrease in exhaled nitric oxide, an increase in respiratory impedance, basically a more difficult in respiratory intake, mm. um, similar to cigarette use, right. respiratory flow resistance. No change in your blood count, no change in lung function, no change in cardiac function, and no increase in inflammatory markers. But now this is all very acute use. So this is after right. just a very short term. So you can see why they're saying, oh, it's safe because it doesn't cause this stuff. But again, this is very preliminary research. Yeah. So the chronic effects, we're not sure. 
Well, and I found this study that was just published on February 6th of 2017. So, so very just recent. recent. In the annals. The annals. <laughs> I was going to say annals. <laughs> <laughs> published in the annals of internal medicine. So, um... Anyway, this study adds to growing evidence that e-cigarettes are a much safer alternative to tobacco and suggests the long-term effects of these products will be minimal. So, for the first time, they analyzed the saliva and urine of long-term e-cigarette users. Did they define what long-term was? Um, for at least six months. Okay. So, it's not super not... short, but it's not very long either. Um, but it was saying that, um, and they also tested it of smokers. So the ex-smokers who switched to e-cigarettes had significantly lower levels of toxic chemicals and carcinogens in their body compared to the people who continued to smoke regular cigarettes. So again, kind of like a comparison study. Mm -hmm. There is one study that the New England Journal of Medicine did back in 2015 that showed when someone vapes at very high temperatures, you know, those coils that heat up from the battery... That formaldehyde, the chemical yes. formaldehyde, a known carcinogen, mm-hmm. um, which is degraded, can be produced and inhaled. But the same study did show that when vaping is done at moderate high temperatures, no formaldehyde was found. But again, because you don't necessarily regulate how hot those right. coils get. And it said like the higher temperatures is what's used for the larger amounts of nicotine. So if you've got it turned up to the 12 or whatever... That's when it's the higher temperature. So then you could be breaking down that formaldehyde, mm-hmm. which is, you know, we you hear formaldehyde all the time is not good, not good. for you. They actually well, no, use it in embalming. Right. I'm going to say it's too, like, that's what they use to put those, like, animals in the jars mm-hmm. that you can look at. They preserve. Yeah. They pre- preserve. Or, like, body parts. Not alive things. Right. In, in formaldehyde. <laughs> and it also has a... Very, if you've ever smelled formaldehyde, oh, yes. it is a horribly pungent, pungent awesome. aroma. So if you've ever dissected anything in biology class, you know the smell of formaldehyde. So imagine like inhaling that, although I'm sure you can't taste it, but. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, but people do say that um, when you do vape at ridiculously high temperatures, you get this burnt aftertaste. So mm-hmm. that's when people will like Maybe change their down. coils or I turn hope, it down. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, if you're yeah. getting that burnt, nasty, yucky taste. Um, but yeah, it sounds like it's not very, again, well, yeah. regulated. You're not really just, in control. That's just the nicotine and the solvents. So there's also the chemical flavorings and food preservatives that are in that, you know, what's making it taste good. And we've talked about those before. Right. These artificial, even if they say natural flavorings, mm-hmm. again, that doesn't necessarily mean it's actually nature. <laughs> right. And like. Of course, the FDA says it's generally generally recognized as safe, but they've only tested those compounds when ingested in food. They have actually not con- tested at all the safety when it comes to the inhalation. So they have things. no idea what these things are doing when you mm-hmm. inhale them into your lungs. Not yet, anyway. So it's a big question mark right. as to if they're... I mean, most, most everything I read said that it, you know, it can be... A better, it's obviously a better alternative than smoking cigarettes, but it that doesn't mean that it's safe. But they can't really say either way at this point. Yeah, because you're still inhaling chemicals that aren't very good for you. Right. And we're, you know, we're supposed to breathe air. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, we like, weren't designed to breathe in, you know, yeah. grape. 
<laughs> grape flavor. Mm, grape. Mm, grape. And then, of course, they still don't know effects as a secondhand smoke. Yes, I found nothing on the safety of secondhand vape. No. Um, I think that there is, it's because any claims that are made are not conclusive. Mm-hmm. No, no long-term studies or even acute studies, I don't think, have been done. Right. And most people believe because it does emit, like, that cloud, but they're saying it's mainly, like, water vapor mm-hmm. is what they say. So, But it still smells... Right, so that was my thing, is if you can smell something, obviously you're inhaling something in the vapor that is not natural. Yes, because I was on a road trip with the vapor, and um, so every time she exhaled, I was like, mmm, strawberry, or mmm. Yeah, exactly. And it is, it's much more pleasant. Like, your clothes don't smell. Right. It doesn't turn your teeth different colors. Yeah, and that's something she said in her interview, too, was like, she doesn't smell like an ashtray, like... Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't affect your not teeth. Not lingering in your clothes. And, um, yeah. So it's more socially acceptable. Yes. Although some people do still shy away from the fact they see a big poof of vape mm-hmm. smoke. They're going to go, ooh, uh, you know, if they're not a smoker. Like right. I actually was w- in a Target and the person that was with me was vaping and they took a big hit of their vape. This was like two years ago. And the woman behind the register freaked out because she she had asthma. And she's like, I can't inhale whatever that, like she started to get really up in arms about it. And so, you know, if you are a vapor, just be cautious of. Well, yeah, because that is one thing that they're, that they're studying is that it does promote those asthma symptoms. Yeah. I mean, it's not conclusive yet, but they are looking at that. Um, Another thing that I looked at was cost comparison. Oh, interesting. Um, You can get much you know, a cheap, cheaper mm-hmm. ma- vapor mod. I think you can even buy some in the gas station, like those really cheap the like, ones, yeah. cigarette e-cigs. Um, but some huge high-end vaporizers can cost upwards of like $250. Now, these are these people, I'm sure, that are going yes. to like conventions yeah, and like yeah. building their own mods. <laughs> but then the e-liquids come at a pretty nominal cost. I think you can get two for like $15, mm-hmm. where I think a pack of cigarettes now costs close to like $8. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It's because of all the... The taxes and everything, which that may be I mean, getting. Can you imagine if you smoked a pack a day? That is eight dollars a day. Yeah. So they said, in the long run, you're saving big bucks. Yeah. If you switch to vaping, um, because your monthly cost, if you smoke a pack a day, could be around three hundred dollars a month. So listen up, people. If if you don't want to quit smoking just because it's going to kill you, maybe you want to quit because you're gonna go broke. Even if you're just one pack a day, it can charge you three hundred dollars. So if you're like two packs a day, that's six hundred dollars a month, people. That's a month. Oh, I don't care how good you feel. That's that's not worth it. I mean, you're looking at like what seven thousand dollars a year or something. But my gosh. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at a lot of dollars a year. I'm totally watching you do math in your head, like your eyes are (laughs) focused on adding numbers in your head. Yeah, $7,200. Oh my gosh, see? What could you buy with $7,000? You could buy a used car. Right? For $7,000. Or, um... Everybody's like, oh, being healthy is so expensive. Well, take that $7,000 and buy some produce. (laughs) Yeah, you'd spend substantially less on produce (laughs) than cigarettes. Yeah, so that's what we always say. You can either invest in your wellness or subsidize your illness Mm. because you are spending that money either way. Which route do you want to go? Exactly. I choose wellness. Yes, absolutely. Personally. 
So, I mean, we say all of this to say... I mean, really just to say buyer beware because we don't know. Yeah. I mean, really, like, it's inconclusive based on current updated research. Mm -hmm. So vape at your own risk is what we say. And kind of, you know... And use it more as a plan to to stop rather than a plan to do this forever. Yeah. And, you know, like we say with everything, if you don't know exactly what it's doing in your body, like, don't risk it. Yeah. Why risk? Exactly. Why risk Now, it? obviously, if you are a heavy smoker, we recommend whatever you need to do to stop smoking. Yeah. So if that's switching to vaping. Yeah. Do it. Do it. We don't judge. Mm-mm. Puff, puff like a magic dragon. <laughs> <laughs> puff the magic dragon. <laughs> I believe you lived by the sea. <laughs> So, have you seen Piff the Magic Dragon? I have not. Oh my gosh, you gotta look him up on YouTube. Everybody go look him up. So, he was on America's Got Talent. He's like, he's a comic, I guess, but he wears this dragon costume, and he holds this little tiny dog, and he's hysterical. Okay, now I'm gonna have to check him out immediately after we stop recording this podcast. It's real funny. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Shout out Piff. What's up? (laughs) Dragons unite. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to start a gang and we're going to call it the dragons. A gang of... (gasps) And we can get huge dragon tattoos. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. We're starting a revolution. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So we did this... Um, this week have a listener question. Yes, yay for listeners. Asking, um, about how much sleep should we get? (laughs) Yes, how much sleep should you get, Sarah? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? I wasn't prepared. Um, as an adult, I do know that about six to eight hours, well, actually six to nine hours. Right is good for an adult and that range being some people do need less sleep than others i am on the longer spectrum (laughs) yes me too i am an eight to nine hour person well i actually read a study that women adult women need more sleep than adult men Mm. so maybe that's why i could stand a reason Mm -hmm. i could see that being it had something to do with hormones i don't have it in front of me but yeah yeah but yeah and they also said to like You'll like if you have the opportunity to go to sleep and wake up without an alarm. Mm-hmm. Like note what time you go to sleep and note what time you wake up because your body will wake right. itself up when it's had enough rest. Yes. And the average REM cycle REM cycle mm-hmm. is ninety minutes, eighty to ninety minutes. So usually you'll wake up like after like so after many REMs. Yeah. So. Sometimes if your alarm goes off and you're in the middle of a REM cycle, that's why you'll still feel tired because mm-hmm. you haven't completed that REM cycle. Yeah. Or maybe you don't even hear your alarm. Mm-hmm. You'll just sleep through it <laughs> because you haven't completed your REM cycle. You know that every time I have tried, because I want to do this, I want to go to sleep and wake up on my own, but it never fails. Like the neighbor will cut the grass at like five in the morning or my dog will be sick that night. I never get to. You never get to find out. You never get to know. (laughs) And I wouldn't suggest doing that after you've had like three nights of three hours sleep because then your body's going to catch up. But if you get a chance on a weekend, you don't have to set an alarm. Yes. Just see. Just see what happens with your body. But I also want to talk about kids for a minute because 
you know, as parents, we, especially if you've got tiny tinies, you're trying to get them in bed and it's a fight. But when you get up to like the grade school and teen years, our kids are just as busy as we are with sports and activities and they end up staying up late and they get up early for school. But school-aged children up to age 17 actually need 10 to 12 hours of sleep. Yes, I will I will testify to that because mm-hmm. as a teenager, who was a teenager, you could sleep till like 2 oh, in the afternoon. Absolutely. My mom would like wake me up if it was after lunch. Oh my gosh, I would Rubens. I could literally sleep all day as a teenager. Yeah. I could not get enough sleep. I definitely sleep. did. But our kids today, they really are just really busy and they have a lot of homework. But we need to as parents help them get that 10 hours of sleep give them a bedtime for real yeah because and you know i'm not telling anybody how to parent but they also go to bed like with their phone in their hand and stay up texting each other but they need sleep and i know they don't feel like they need sleep they feel like they can stay up all night and go to school and be fine but obviously the sleep association does not agree with that well and yeah i mean we all know how we are we may be able to function reasonably mm-hmm. on less sleep than we should have but we're not optimal our brains aren't exactly i mean if i'm tired i'm i forget things i'll like set my keys down and be like wait where'd i just set my keys <laughs> yeah, exactly. i'll like walk into a room and be like why'd i walk in here that's, like, that's me every day so if i don't get enough sleep it's crazy <laughs> and i just get cranky like a toddler yeah i really do she really does i know if I haven't had enough sleep or I'm hungry. Or if you're hungry. So you either need to put me to bed or throw a snack at me. Yes. These are the things mm-hmm. if I'm cranky that need to So happen. when you hang out with Sarah, make sure that you've got snacks in your bag and a pillow in your backseat. <laughs> These are all very accurate assessments of my situation. So true. So true. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so just be aware, really, whether you're a kid or an adult, we should probably all have bedtimes. Absolutely. I always try to put myself into bed by 10 p.m. Well, have Having a routine helps helps anyway. Our bodies like routine. So going to bed at the same time every night, getting up at the same time every day, our bodies like that. Yeah, I know. Because for me, if I'm like, oh, well, I'll get up at this time, and then on the weekends, I'll just sleep as much as I want. Well, right. then it just throws me all yeah, off. of course. So it's always better for me to have So my BFF, I don't know how she does this. She works nights, but only three nights a week. So like... Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, she goes to bed at a normal bedtime and gets up like normal people. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I can't even describe it. It's so confusing. She has to kind of try to sleep during the day and go to work at night. She's been doing it for like, I don't know, 10 years. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. How is that even possible? I know. I I would not. I I don't know how she functions. I feel like I would, for a whole day, be completely dysfunctional. Is she is a sleep study supervisor. No way. <laughs> so she has this crazy sleep cycle herself. But as a she, sleep study yeah. supervisor, that's <laughs> hilariously. Yeah. Is that ironic? It's. Very we'll have to ironic. ask Alanis Morissette. Oh, I think it is. Isn't it ironic? <laughs> <laughs> she seems to. She seems to she ironically knows. know what's not ironic. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Now we're just getting off topic. Oh, we are. We should close it out. Yeah. But that's about what we have for vaping and sleeping and Mm. everything in between. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And dragons. Yes, and dragons. dragons. No debunking today. We just had to say. We just had to say inconclusive. Use at your own risk. Use at own risk. Mm -hmm. So we neither support nor deny i don't know right <laughs> Support, <laughs> or deny. 
yeah, we never know how to end these things. <laughs> we just kind of look at each other awkwardly and go like, are you going to say something cool? Am I going to say something cool? And then neither one of us says anything so cool. So then we just end it and you guys get <laughs> no closure. Just hanging in the wind. Maybe we should just say goodbye. Oh. Goodbye. We should have been funnier.